Hey guys, welcome back to Seeing 2020. Before we get started, don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and follow us on Instagram at seeing underscore 2020. We're so happy to have you here. Hey guys, welcome back to Seeing 2020. I'm Nicolette. I'm Alice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Nicolette. <laughs> just, I'm just going to have my tea. I don't even care right now. How are you guys? What's happening? What's new? Insert response here. Insert response here. <laughs> we just Dora the Explorer them. That's... Did we? That? No. Oh, you don't know Dora? No, not really. Oh, is Why it... do they ask yeah, questions? The, the, they ask questions to the kids. It's like, how are you? And they just pause for oh. a really long time for the kid who's watching to answer. Oh, bless. That's really cute. It's cute. No, I'm just... Okay, I know you guys won't do this, but now I'm just picturing people like listening to this on a train being like, I'm good, Alice. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I like um, that. Well, yeah, that meant episode two mm-hmm. of season two of Scene 2020. That's a lot of twos. There's a lot of twos in there. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about today, Nicolette? Well, okay. <laughs> I had this conversation back in, I think, January uh-huh. with uh, my sister and a friend. And it was about innocence. Mm-hmm. And I had also started watching Jane the Virgin at the same time. So it was just very much, you know, all about that kind of... Um, I don't know, that theme was coming up in my life. Um, but in this conversation, my friend and I in particular, we were like, after, I think, jumping into the dating world, we kind of were faced with this notion of being the good girl mm-hmm. and there being this strange label that exists wherein you are perceived as being very innocent mm-hmm. and then I don't know like it, it was it was strange to be confronted with that but it was also good to talk about it like with another person who felt the same way mm-hmm. um and it turns out quite a few people feel like this like I know that you felt like this as yeah, well. yeah 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 I think um there is a weird culture around women and innocence and there has been for a long time maybe forever maybe i don't know um but like it's a really odd thing and it's puts a lot of pressure on like a certain image Mm. i think and it's also i think what bugged me most about it was that it if innocence is meant to be this one particular thing whether it's um inexperience in a certain area of life or not being you know very street smart Mm -hmm. or being you know the the nice girl or whatever it might be then you know calling someone that is kind of categorizing them and it was just like what bugged me was that I was so easily definable and like people were so quick to go not and I'm not saying that I'm not nice (laughs) Like, definitely be a nice person. But it was just kind of this strange moment of, oh, you know, that person is known as the good girl or that person. And then then on the flip side, that girl is known as, you know, the slut. And it's it's like the, what is it? The Madonna, the Virgin and the whore. Like, they're (gasps) the three. And it was just this, like, I I think I was taken aback by how the label was still around. Only yeah. it wasn't in that, those particular words. It was like, oh, yeah, she's innocent or she's this or she's yeah. that. You and I have actually, we've talked about um, Sylvia Plath's novel, The Bell Jar. Yes. And that line in it 
um, where she says something about it feeling like the world is divided into people who've had sex and people who haven't. Yeah. And obviously this whole innocence thing is not just about sex. Mm. But I think that for women, um, particularly in their like late teens, early 20s, or whatever age you are, it's, um, it's a big thing that kind of divides the way that people see you. Um, yeah. And I think it, that stigma, I guess if we're going to call it that, it pervades you throughout life. Mm. Like it pervades a woman's existence, I think, the whole time. <laughs> I know this is a very female heavy topic, so I'm sorry to our guy listeners, but maybe you'll find this interesting. Yeah. Or maybe you'll relate as well. Like yeah. I think that. Um, we can only really speak from the female perspective. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it became very apparent recently, or rather, it was just reaffirmed because I watched this video by the magazine Girls, Girls, Girls on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And there's this video that's called uh, Be a Lady. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it went around and it was super viral in the last like two weeks. Um, We may share it on Instagram just because it's that good. Um, But in it, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember the actress's name. It's the one with the red hair in Sex and the City. Ah. Miranda, I the actress who plays Miranda in Sex and the City, like, is kind of the narrator throughout it all. Okay. And in it, she's saying, um, you know, be a lady. They said, your shirt, your your skirt's too short. Your shirt's too sh- short. You're, you know, out too much. You you wear too much makeup. You wear too little mm-hmm. makeup. You do this. You do that. You mm-hmm. and it was just kind of these massive unattainable standards that we place on women you know, be a mother, stay at home. Oh, you're not going to stay at home. Like, what are the kids going to do? And it was like, okay, you can't have it all. And you like, if you do, that's fine. We'll label you for you. Yeah. And it was just, it kind of, again, brought me back this week when I saw that video to the conversation I'd had earlier in the Mm. year about innocence and this idea that if people perceive you a certain way, then it's, I don't know. Mm. confining yeah um back to the the good girl thing Mm. i think i for a long time have been very very sensitive to like being being labeled as either cute or sweet Mm. which i like which i got both of those basically from the i don't know the age of three to like continuing like i don't i don't know what it is small blonde hair blue eyed like I don't know um but um it and then I think probably when I hear about 18 19 I was like no I don't like this being what is defining me like and it's not that you know I like I I like being a sweet person right Mm. that's like that probably is something that I am but um but I didn't like that it's like like, I felt like it was a dismissive thing. I felt like it was like, oh, like, if I had something to say, people would often be like, oh, but but that's just that's just you. Like, I remember one time, like, seeing something, like, saying something nice about someone and somebody being like, oh, yeah, but you like everyone. Oh. And I was like, I, I actually don't like everyone. Yeah, no, I've got opinions. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you. I've got opinions. And my opinion about this person happens to be positive And... I would like it to not be dismissed because you've put me into this box of, of only being like a, like a kind of sweet, innocent person that doesn't mm. have bad thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's that idea that women have to be likable. Yes. Yeah. And act that way towards others, which again, 
yes, you should be a good person in life generally, but it's like, you're, we're also human. Mm. We're also raised very differently to the next person. Mm. We're, you know, as complex as, you know, the Tom, Dick and Harry down the road. Like, it just, it was, yeah. I've, ugh, that annoys and me. And people are so complex. Like, people are so much more complex than that first that first thing that you think about them. And I think mm. we all do that. Like, we, when we meet somebody new, we probably all have that first kind of, like... You're this. We put people into boxes. Yeah. Like, I think everyone does that. Which is how we compa- compartmentalise. Yeah, yeah. But I think the problem is not them taking people out of the box when you realise something different. And not... Yes, exactly. And not them being like, oh, let's look deeper yeah. than this box because maybe you got it wrong or, I mean, it's definitely only part of the story. Um, yeah. I actually watched the Taylor Swift documentary. Did you? Yes. 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 Okay. So in that documentary, I think the bit I related to the most was, again, the good girl Mm. part of it, where she had been told her whole life, be a good girl. Like, oh, you're going to get a pat on the head when you're a good girl. And she would like live for that Mm. praise Mm. of being told that she was good. Yeah. And then it kind of turned into her not being herself and only then mm. living up to other people's expectations of look like this, act like this, be like this. Yes. Which if we apply that to the innocence paradigm that we're mm. talking about today, it's act like you're innocent, be innocent, do as innocent does, mm. which is whatever other people think it does at the time. Yes. But at the same time, you're meant to do all those things, but you're also not meant to be naive mm. and you're not meant to be inexperienced. Yes. Yes, which is exactly what the Girls, Girls, Girls video talks about as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like, don't sleep around, slash, don't date too many people, slash, don't be interested in too many people. But also, when you come to the dating table, you got to know what you're doing. Don't be a prude. Yes, I think that's exactly what they say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. But it's like, you can't have one... And the other, but you're like you can't have one without the other as well. Like you know what I mean? You can be you can be both. Yeah. Or somewhere in between the the two. And yeah. On also, it's no one's business. Like since when? Like <gasps> since when is it everyone's business? Can we talk about Married at First Sight? Have you oh, been watching? I haven't been watching it. But okay. Please talk away. Okay. I have been watching only a few little bits and pieces i have my favorite couple who are ivan and alex okay even still today with that couple they kind of diminish them and make it seem like they're just friends or they're not really that interested in each other or they're just kind of like an old married couple Mm. um because they're not as rambunctious as the rest of the couples Mm. and they were literally on the couch this week Mm. also i think it's kind of important to acknowledge that they are the only ethnic slash religious kind of couple interesting which is interesting um anyway so they were on the couch this week and that therapist in the middle who always goes like bangs on about sex oh my gosh i've seen this clip is this the clip where they ask them how their physical relationships go okay keep going Yeah. yeah so they ask and then both of them in a united front are like cool thanks for asking we don't want to discuss this yeah and they I felt like the therapist and a lot of articles that I read were saying that the therapist pushed them to a point where it was like, no, well, you've got to talk about it. Like you might be uncomfortable, but the whole, this whole experiment is about like leaning into being uncomfortable. And it's just kind of like, 
Yeah, but the, the argument they were making was that this is our private life. It happens behind you know, closed doors. It's between us. It's yeah. not between everybody else to air in a public forum. Yeah. Also the rest of Australia. And yeah, surprisingly, on reality TV, we can have a limit and this is it. Yeah. You found the limit. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like, I don't know, they were, the, the edit was showing that the other couples were kind of snickering or like being like, wow, you don't want to talk about physical intimacy or anything like that. And it was, it, it frustrated me because it was like, let's talk about this really personal, intimate stuff, basically for views. Yeah. Really. And it wasn't acknowledging what they were feeling about it. And it was just kind of... So the therapist was like, therapist. I say in very, very heavy inverted commas. No, yeah. Commas? Yeah. Um, she was like, you know, you've got to be uncomfortable in this situation and like put it forward and be a bit willing. And it's like, if you were to take that in any other scenario in life, say one person said to another person, hey, can you do this? That person then says, no, I don't feel comfortable. And you were to say to them, oh, well, you've got to be uncomfortable sometimes in life. Mm. And you're pushing them past that boundary. Yeah. That would be like not okay. No. Yeah. And it was just kind of this moment of, I think everybody or like the majority of people that I read it, um, about anyway, and the majority of Twitter was very much on the side of Alex and Ivan in that they stood their ground. They were a united front. They weren't going to talk about something that was private or that they didn't want to talk about or that they were uncomfortable talking mm. about. And it wasn't everybody else's business. And it was just kind of this, I don't know. It was very strange for Australian TV to put that out there yeah. in such a way that I think it backfired on the show. I yeah, think they were, found it. Yeah. yeah. But it was just this moment of like, good for them. And thank God they didn't because they're showing that you don't have to, you know, air all your dirty laundry yeah. and it's not anybody else's business, what you do or don't do. Yes. 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 Yeah. And, um, and on that note as well, like, you know, I'm all for like embracing your sexuality and like, you know, if you want to talk about sex, go, go right it. ahead and talk about sex. One of my favorite podcasts is by Katie Bellotti. It's called Thick and Thin. Highly recommend for literally anybody. But on there, she will talk about her dating stories and like sexual experiences and, you know, all the mm. juicy dates. That's cool. That's I so love cool. that. I love that we can have an open dialogue about that in society. But also, she doesn't go into detail about anybody that she's currently seeing. Yeah. Like it's, there are still limits and there are still lines and... You can be labeled innocent or prude or, you know, dateable or experienced or whatever you like, mm-hmm. but you can define your own limits. Yes. And, and also I think it's not for anyone like, you know, no matter how much you talk about sex or how much you re- de- decline to answer questions about sex or don't want to have the conversation at all. Mm. It's not for anyone to take that and put you into a box. Yeah. Like, I, I hate, like, even if even if people say, no, I'm not comfortable answering it, I can guarantee you there are a bunch of people on the internet trying to make inferences mm-hmm. or guesses about whether that couple are married at first sight has had sex or not. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's none of your fucking business. Mm-hmm. Like, when? Yeah. Like, who cares? Also, this is the same show that within, if you guys go back and watch the commitment ceremony from this week, you will see at one point, one of the men's beards, the old one, what's his name? Steve. He's with Michelle. He has a beard at one point, And then in the next shot does not have a beard, but is wearing the same blazer because they've taken that cut to show that he's apparently disappointed. And then in the next shot, he's back to having oh, his beard. Joking? No, I'm not oh, even joking. Oh, that's amazing. I picked that up. Wow. So like, 
don't be fl- like there is editing happening massively yeah. it's reality tv yes sure but i think the message that we can take away from that particular episode was like don't tell me what i can't talk about or what i should and shouldn't feel uncomfortable about yeah 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 um that's something that bothered me last season as well there was like i can't remember then it was it matthew the guy that was a virgin yes and yeah. they made such a big deal of it like in the promos and everything yeah and it just it just made me uncomfortable like like so what this guy's a virgin and? like and yeah like what is that to anyone except him yeah it's not it's yeah. just not particularly like i think if anybody relevant. no it's not and i think that if anybody belittles anybody else for being extremely well stereotypically let's say or like traditionally or what society would label as promiscuous or innocent yeah then i don't know take a look at they should take a look at themselves yeah also on the innocence and virginity note Mm. i think that that's also something that's really interesting um in terms of like male female uh standards or expectations Mm -hmm. because um i think that there's probably equal pressure on men and women in terms of like our image in this area but the way that we talk about a guy losing his virginity, it's very much like, you know, your mate's patting you on the back, like, oh, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. Um, and when a girl it's celebratory. loses her virginity... Yeah, exactly. When a girl loses her virginity, oh, was, oh she gave away her V-card. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like... I know this frustrates you. I hate this. Yes. I hate this so much because why is a guy gaining an experience that he should be congratulated on, and a girl is giving something away. Yeah, why is like, she losing her VCAR? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Last time I checked, we're all experiencing these things. Also, I'm sorry, I, 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 I don't have a card. To did, give, I did, a, did, were you given a card? No. No? Oh. I missed that. Oh, I missed that too. Damn. And I linked with my mom and see. Does <laughs> <laughs> she have it with my birth certificate? Yeah, like, it must be. Like, I hate that so much because it's you've given something away and therefore in some way you are lesser or yeah. you have some you've lost something that you used to have mm-hmm. whereas a guy is more he's gained something yeah i hate this i hate this so much mm-hmm. because you know what you are the exact same person yeah you are the exact same person you just happen to have done something or not done something and there are also a whole load of other experiences out there. Mm. The, I just, I'm getting frustrated. I'm no, so sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Because again, bringing it back to Sylvia Plath and the bell jar, she goes, I used to think the world was split between ah, people who I had misquoted. and had. No, 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 no. I think you got it right. Okay. That was totally right. But I used to, like, I think it was, I, I used to think that the world was split between people who had and had not had sex. But the fact is that she used to think that. So therefore, after having sex and being on the other side of that gate, yeah, it's like every other experience you have where you're like, oh my God, life's going to be so different when I have blank or when I yeah. do blank. And it never really is. I found this actually recently with some stuff where it's like, oh, you know what, when I'm you know studying this degree and when I have this kind of job and when I have this in my life, I'm going to be so flipping happy. Yeah. And honest to God, right now, it's like, I have a lot of that stuff in my life. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, there's a lot of stress. Yeah. Like, you don't know what you're signing up for half the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how it's going to change you. And you can't put labels on yourself and go, I'm going to be happy when blank. No. And you can't let other people go, you are blank. No. Yeah. Because if you're looking to the left and right of you to see what other people are doing, and then you're also looking internally being like, oh, I'm not enough slash happy 
without X, Y, and Z, mm. that's where you end up letting other people and society define you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was ranty. Sorry. No, I love it. I love it. And it's so, it's so important because you're so right. Like if you feel like you have to have an ex- a certain experience that you're expected to have had at like maybe a certain age or at a certain time in your life or um, you're like expected to feel a certain way or have a certain job and you feel like you are not allowed to feel whole mm-hmm. until you've had that. And then you get it. And guess what? If you didn't feel yeah, whole before, you're still not going to feel oh, whole. No. Like, and that's, that's why. And like, also people are always going to label you. Yeah. It's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just like, you need to, you need to, you need to feel whole on your own and work out who you are on your own. Mm. And Which can be really difficult because life changes so often and you change so often. So it's like, shit, like, can I, can I define myself mm. as whole now? Mm. What about now? What about today? Because yesterday I couldn't, but, oh, wait, no, the day before that I could. Mm. And then, like, because things have changed. What do I do? Yeah. And it's just, a feeling whole is a sense of stability that I think we're all kind of fighting to achieve. Yeah. 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 On that note, <laughs> should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Um, really, really good chat today, I think. Yeah, that was a lot. I like this. I was um, unpacking a lot. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> trying to think of a good way to sum this up how do we end it Uh, don't let people label you and if they do which they probably will anyway water off a duck's back and I think also yeah just do what you want and tell people what you want about what you do Um, and yeah Yeah. live your best life yeah cool don't let other people's judgement dictate what you do and don't do preach Mm. see you guys later bye